This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to another episode of The New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about the basics of hunting from a ground blind. Now, there's three major ways that you would hunt deer. You'd hunt them from a tree stand, you hunt them from a ground blind, or you would hunt them uh, essentially still hunting, walking on the ground. And I think the, the ease and effectiveness of those strategies is in order uh, I think that tree stand is probably the easiest. I think ground blind is next, and then still hunting would be the, the last on the list in terms of ease and, and um, you know, what has your better chances of being successful. Now, I prefer a tree stand most of the time, but there's times when, one, a tree stand just won't work. There are no trees there. That, that are you know doable there's too much brush there's too much open area there's no tree that'll hold you or the trees that are there uh, there's just not enough space there's no shooting air lanes there's just too much cover too many trees bunched together and there's not a way to get on a tree that's safe that gives you enough space and and room to do what you need to do so that would be the number one time you would hunt a ground blind uh, the number two time would be just you don't have the time to set up a tree stand. You can put a ground blind up easier and faster and be less invasive. Now, I know there are people out there and they talk about, you know, putting a tree stand up in five minutes, making no noise and all this. And if you can do that, more power to you. Last tree stand I put up took me something like three hours to, to build the ladder set the tree stand, get it, climb the ladder, hoist it up there, get it on, get everything situated well, get it all set up. And uh, I can tell you what, I completely blew that area out for weeks. There was no deer coming anywhere close to there after I was done with that fiasco. 
And then time before that wasn't as... Well, actually, no, it was worse the time before that. Not every time's that bad, but I'm just telling you that sometimes you can get in, boom, you just pop up a ground blind, stake four corners, and you can be out of there in five or ten minutes if you have the right spot and you have the right plant. So the basics of hunting from a ground blind. What, what would you, what's the most advantageous features? What do you want to do where you want to set up? Well, ideally, you're hunting movement. You're hunting a movement area. You're hunting a place, a trail, uh, a mock scrape, something that's on the way to a food plot, somewhere where there's movement, very similar to what you would do to set up a tree stand, but you want to be near a place where deer are passing through. You don't want to be at a deer destination. You want to be at a corridor. You want to be on a travel way. You want to be somewhere where deer are going to cruise past you. When you set up on a food plot, deer are there, they're standing there, they're looking around while they're eating. Their, their attention is focused on the perimeter of that area. They are very cautious, very aware of what's going on. Your chances of being seen are very high. When you're on a, a movement area, deer walking from one side to the other, they're moving, which gives you an advantage of not being seen because you're now part of the background against their movement and they are not as aware they are not looking around they're not spying out the area as much so you have a better chance of not being seen and not spooking deer when they're walking past you on a movement area there's also you're going to more likely to see more deer on that movement route and uh, bucks and does and your your chances of getting a deer if you are well prepared are good but there are much better chances of you not being seen and blowing up your spot. Whereas a food plot, you know, you, you get deer get too attuned to you being there, they won't be there during the daylight anymore. It's too easy to blow out a food, food to blow out a food plot. So you want to set up a blind somewhere along movement, somewhere along where deer are traveling, or it could be like a a, a munching corridor. You know, they might stop to, to graze a little bit on their way to a food plot or on their way to wherever they're going. These are the kind of places that you want to set up a blind. Or especially on movement that comes in and out of a bedding area, that travel corridor, something like that. So the benefits of a hunting blind. Well, if you're afraid of heights, that helps you a lot right there. You don't have to worry about that. You don't need a safety harness. You don't need to climb anything. You don't need to hoist anything up there. It's simpler for the new hunter. So I'm very pro-blind, but it comes with some disadvantages. The disadvantages being now you're on the ground, the deer are on the ground. They're much more cognizant of what's happening on the ground. They're looking around at the ground much more than they are looking up in the air. So you have a much better element of surprise in the air, but also your scent is on the ground. You have to be even more concerned with the wind if you're hunting from a blind. However, there are things that about blinds that can mitigate that. So my favorite kind of blind, what I would recommend to you guys, would be to get a larger two-person blind that has mesh windows. Big, slidable mesh windows. First hunting blind I got was a small one-person blind. It was little, it had a domed roof, it had, very, it had mesh windows, but they're like 8 inch by 8 inch squares, one on each side of the blind, and then you, you could zip down the whole side of the blind to see straight out, but not through the mesh. And the mesh gives you a big advantage. 
Now that first hunting blind I had was terrible. I hated it. You had no field of view. You couldn't see anything. Um, you were super handicapped trying to hunt out of that. I absolutely despised it. And over the winter, I left it outside against the side of the house under some cover. And then I went out to get it this summer. And I found that mice had, choose, had chewed holes through it. And on one hand, you're like, ah, oh, my hunting blind is dead. I need to get a new one. On the other hand, I was like, yes, I get to buy a new one, something that I actually want, because I learned by using that cheap, whatever it was, $50, just super cheap, lame hunting blind, I learned what I liked and what I didn't like. So I went out, got a new one. It was bigger and uh, much larger windows and mesh all the way across the larger windows worked a lot better. Now... There's two schools of thought when it comes to hunting blinds and how to hunt them. One is you open the window, you wear all black, you try to stay motionless, and you only open one of the four sides. So it's dark inside the hunting blind no matter what because only one side is open and even then minimally. And you're wearing black so you blend into the dark and then if something looks at you, they're not likely to see you, it just looks like it's dark. And that works. However, the other school of thought, the one actually I recommend more for new hunters, is you get a blind with large mesh windows and you hunt through the mesh. That is, I think, the, the, the best way to do it. The mesh gives you an incredible amount of concealment. We set up the blind. I put up the mesh. I'm wearing regular street clothes. And I'm sitting in the blind and my father-in-law was five feet away Looking through the mesh couldn't see me from five feet. Now, sure, deer may have better eyesight, may, and all that, but the deer are going to be a lot farther away, and I'm not going to be wearing street clothes in there. I'm going to be wearing camo. Now, there's a lot of people that say, you don't need to wear camo in a hunting blind. You need to wear black. Yes, if you're hunting through the window, but if you're hunting through mesh, the mesh is camo, you wear camo behind the mesh, so you've got two layers of camo. I even had a mesh camo face mask. There was no seeing me, period. I mean, it was, even if you saw through the mesh, which you would not from any distance, you weren't going to see through the mesh that I was wearing. And uh, I just got back out from uh, a hunt in my blind, and I was out there, I don't know, half hour, hour before legal shooting hour started, I had deer walk up within 10 feet of me before it was light enough to shoot. Probably three of them. Looked right at me, just nibbling on the ground as they went. Just la-da-da-da-da, and away they go. A little later, it's, you know, complete daylight. I'm sitting there. Another deer walks by, just walking up the hill straight at me. Straight at me. Probably 40 yards, 35 yards puttering around a little bit and then eventually just went its way and kept going. A little while later, I had a fox walk by, probably 30, 35 yards away, never saw me. A little while after that, I had another deer walk by, took that one home. And I mean, it was, it was like I was invisible. Now the wind was on my side. The wind was blowing in the ideal direction for where I was hunting. So that worked out a lot. 
But in terms of being seen, and I was moving a lot in the hunting blind. I was fidgeting. I was digging in my pack. I mean, I was being quiet, but I was moving a lot. But I was making sure that my shoulders and my head were in the the field of view through the window were relatively still. But I was getting away with all kinds of movement in the blind that you would have never been able to get away with in a tree stand. You know, my legs tapping and, and moving up and down and bouncing and stuff. And I got away with all kind of movement in there that would be unthinkable in a tree stand. But with the blind I was in, with the mesh and all of that, it worked out really good. And so that's what I would recommend to new hunters, uh, especially because you haven't developed um, those, I don't want to say powers of stillness, but you've not developed in keeping still, not moving, and you know just being focused like that as much it just comes with more with experience and that will hide a lot of movement especially if you're hunting with a child or a young person and they're going to move around a lot a blind can definitely give you an advantage there um, now there's a big to do about do you shoot through the mesh and you know if you look on the internet you could spend hours sorting through all the comments and arguments and this and that. People don't want to shoot through the mesh because they don't want to have to buy replacement mesh. Well, I got news for you. You could just sew the mesh back together in five minutes. You don't necessarily need to buy replacement mesh. Two, the replacement mesh isn't that expensive. Three, who cares? You can have holes in the mesh. How long do you think a hunting blind is going to last? Do you really think you're going to hunt 10 years from the same hunting blind? I doubt it. It's just not going to hold up 10 years in the weather, in the rain. Even if you only leave it out during the hunting season, they just don't last that long. They're, you know, Unless you buy like a $500 canvas super duper blind, but don't. Because even that's not going to last 50 years right? to get your dollars out of it. You just get a, a regular, regularly priced blind and it's not going to last 10 years and at the end of the day what is it worth to put a hole in the mesh to take a deer home uh you know some people are penny wise and dollar foolish you know they're you get hung up on little things like putting holes in the mesh you're talking about that's the price of a deer that's nothing the bullet that you shot or the arrow that you shot was more valuable than the hole in the mesh. Even if you had to replace the whole mesh screen, it it's it just doesn't work like that. So don't be afraid to shoot through the mesh. That's what it's there for. And it gives you an incredible advantage as a new hunter, especially as a young hunter, that I don't know of any other way. If, if you're just shooting through the window, just trying to wear black, you, uh, you're at a much bigger disadvantage, in my opinion, than if you're shooting through the mesh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And you're sitting back in the hunting blind. Now, some people say, oh, no, you can't shoot through the mesh because broadheads will get stuck. Mechanical broadheads will deploy. All of that. But guys, that is absolutely an urban legend. Um, there's some research that's been done. Not a whole lot, but I've seen research that was done where people took mechanical broadheads, they shot three, uh, they shot the same broadheads three times through a piece of mesh from all these different companies, high-speed camera, shooting through paper, all of this, trying to see, did it cause deployment, premature deployment, did it have any effect whatsoever, and zero, 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 zero. They tested accuracy effect. You know, what did the mesh do to the accuracy? Up to 20 yards, effectively zero effect. 25 yards, it was like 1% deviation. 30, 35 yards, it was like 2.5% deviation. It's nothing. You're talking about the difference of a quarter inch on a deer at that distance. It was ridiculous how little effect the mesh had on mechanical broadheads even. Um, And just... You know, this hunt I was just on that I was telling you about, I shot a mechanical broadhead from a crossbow through the mesh, hit the deer square exactly right where I wanted it to do, deployed, did its job. That deer dropped where it stood. Mechanical broadhead from a crossbow. It did not walk five feet. In fact, I've not seen anything like that before. It went straight down, was, I mean, just dropped. I mean, I've shot a deer with a high-powered rifle right through the vitals, and it's, you know, through the heart, and it still ran 30 yards. This broadhead went through both lungs, just behind the shoulder, and it just dropped where it stood, never got back up again. It was, you know, it was the perfect shot, the perfect everything, the perfect scenario, but the mesh had no effect whatsoever on the broadhead. Now, some people say, well, would you bet, you know, the buck of a lifetime on the 1% chance that thing could pre-deploy? Listen, I don't even know. I don't even, you're, you're just thinking there's even a 1% chance. The bottom line is if you just hunt through nothing, just wearing black through an open window, you are more than 1% likely to spook that buck of a lifetime, to be spotted or seen by that buck of a lifetime, and lose the opportunity to take a shot than you are from the mesh affecting your arrow or your bullet. That's just, you just got to run the numbers. You just have to think about this in terms of a bigger picture. Um, you know, Even the blind manufacturers tell you it's shoot through mesh. That's what it's for. Broadheads, mechanical broadheads, bullets. It's designed to have no or no tangible effect on those things. So you, you just need to put this in context. The benefits of the mesh outweigh any potential minuscule chance that they could have a negative effect. So don't don't put that in your mind. Don't let yourself even think about that. That's that that is neither here nor there. The benefits outweigh the the possible cons, and I'm not even saying they're real cons. I'm just saying possible cons. 
So that's my recommendation. If you're a new hunter and you can't, you don't have an ideal tree stand scenario of the movement area that you want to hunt or have available to you to hunt, get a blind, set it up. Now the ideal blind location, you don't want it to just be in the middle of a field or in the middle of a clearing. Ideally, you want it to be hidden by uh, whatever's around there. You want it to be brushed in. You want it to be you know, if possible, not outside of the tree line, but back in the tree line, in the middle of the brush, stuff around it not sticking out. Uh, whatever you can do to keep it from sticking out and just being obtrusive, the better. Now, if you're able to leave it out all season, that will help a lot. Deer will get used to it over time. But you have to think about this. Say you, you, you put your blind out in the middle of the open, and you're going to hunt one direction out of it and it's obvious and you think well I'll just leave it up for months in advance the deer will get used to it and it won't be a problem yes and no so yes the deer that live there will get used to it and it won't be a problem but during the rut during the peak of the hunting season you're not just hunting the deer that live there you're hunting the deer that cruise there during the rut bucks will open up their their core range and travel upwards of a mile even in a day looking for does. So what happens is you're going to have bucks on that property cruising through there that were not there for the last three months. And they may see your blind in the middle of the field for the first time and go, oh, what is that? I'm out of here. And you may never know it. You may never see those bucks because of it. So you have to be aware of that. You can't go into it thinking, if I just leave it out long enough, it won't matter. Um, if you're hunting does, if you're hunting core bucks, then yeah, that should work most of the time. But if you're hunting the peak rut and you're hunting cruising bucks, then that could be something that is a negative. Not necessarily, not automatically, but it, you have to be aware that could be a negative. One of the reasons a tree stand gives you an advantage, but you want to try to brush in your blind so that even deer that's the only time they've ever been on that land, they look over, you don't want them to notice it. Um, I like doing what I call the 100 foot test. You should be able, if you do a good job, you should be able to be 100 yard or 100 feet from your blind and not see it there. And if you can't see your blind from 100 feet and you know it's there, that is A plus work. And deer aren't going to be looking for it like you're looking for it. So you have some advantage there. So try to keep it from being obtrusive. If you have to be obtrusive, then just know you have a, a lower chance of taking a cruising buck, um, even if you leave it out early. That doesn't affect does, that doesn't affect core bucks that live in that area that'll see that thing regularly. But you're talking about cruising bucks, that could affect your chance. Or you, just, you just have to take that in stride and realize, okay, this could be a negative, but you gotta weigh the positives against the negatives and it may still be the right thing to do. So I hope that's helpful to you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com for the show notes, more information, and other episodes. Uh, Till next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods.